Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning. This is DJ Tigers, and you're locked into the Tigers Show. <laughs> Thank you to everyone that's tuning in on top, on top of FM 95.5 this beautiful Friday. Good morning, morning. good morning. Thank you to everyone that's currently locked into on top radio 95.5. And as I said, I've got two guests with me inside the building. I've got Rachel Fox and Naya Smith in the building. Hello, hello. Hi, hi, hi. <laughs> Ah, uh, cool. Damn, I'm not gonna lie. I'm actually being excited to get you guys on the show, you know. Really? Yeah. I'm, I'm low key, I've been fairly excited to get these guys on the show. I'm not gonna lie. Camping, is that? Huh? No, low key. Yeah. Oh. No, I low key have. I believe him because you've been quite organised with the dates and stuff like that. So I believe you. Uh, so a little bit of effort to get these guys on the shows, but I'm actually starting to get, get you guys both here. We're busy. We're busy. <laughs> We're working, we're working. Uh, cool, I hear you guys. So, damn. So, Rachel, let me start off with you. Yeah. Nice. I brought you on the show because I hear that you're releasing an EP. It's out now, yeah. Out now. Yeah, midnight. Wait, last night. <laughs> La- last night, midnight, like, it came out. Right, cool. So, how did you come up with this EP? Like, when did this all come up? Like, how did it all come about? So, I worked with a producer called Joss Ryan from the Nando studio. He's a studio manager there. And then I kind of just left him with my vocals and he done his thing and then that's how the project came together. Yeah, I wrote all the songs and then I just leave him with my vocals all the time and he always just plays around with them and does things and that's how this project came what together. What, about the lyrics as well? Me? Yeah, I write everything, yeah. No, because like, no, no, about like ghostwriters I know and everything. No, I don't. What, would you get a ghostwriter? I, I would write with somebody, I don't mind doing that, but I don't at the minute, no. <laughs> can, can, can you and I write songs together? If you can write a song, if you I, was, I have no experience, but I was trying it. Yeah, I don't really have time. I'm not really that. <laughs> so what inspired you to like, you know, the sound that you have? You don't do like the usual, like the standard, like drill or anything that, like that. The standard like, drill. Oh my god, yeah, that's so funny. Like, like your music is like unique, isn't it? Thank you. You just have to bang it out a little bit. <laughs> um, I don't know life. I don't know. I like artists like Jill Scott and Erica Padu and stuff like that, so I guess that influences me. Or they inspire the music. Yeah, I guess so. And also, I know that Rachel Fox is your real name, so how did, the, like, how did this name come about? Oh, some guy just named me, and it stuck. Is it? Is that like a word? Yeah, it's a word. some guy. So I had some job in some shop when I was 16, and then some guy, I met him, and then I said, he was like, I was like, I'm Rachel, and then he was like, Rachel Fox. That you need to marry someone called Fox. And then after that, it just stuck. Why Fox though? Like, I don't know, don't you like it? No, it's, just, it's, it's a very like, interesting story, isn't it? Yeah. It's unique. Yeah, it's, it's very, <laughs> very unique. It just stuck, guys. I'm not gonna lie, I'm not gonna there's some deep story behind it still. Well, no, like once upon a time. No. No. Cool, so with this EP, like, so. I don't even know how to start like, because I've actually played this like this EP like a few times, you know. Like, so what did you think of it? Did you like it? Of course I loved it. Like, I was running to it in the mornings, like like listening to it, listening to my car as well. Like, of course I have to vibe to it. I was like, oh, is this really Rachel? And it was like, me, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, the the Ibiza vibe. Yeah. Ibiza UKG kind of vibes. Okay, I hear you, but you know what, yeah. We'd like to introduce your first song. I've got that. Sh- says, Show me your love. Okay, thank you. Thank you for letting me. Yeah, cool. Right. Do you want to introduce <laughs> it? Like, this is like the first time, like, like, it's going to be premiered, isn't it? Yeah, this is actually the first time. So, like, would you like to give that like, the intro? So, you're listening to On Top FM. I'm Rachel Fox, and this is my song, Show Me Your Love.
back to the Tiger Show on Entrepreneur Night Back Five. Hope everyone's good. As I said, I've got two amazing guests inside the building with me. I got, as I said, Rachel Fox and Naya Smith in the Woo! building. What up, what up, so, Naya, what's an artist manager? Like, like, what's it like? Because obviously, I don't know nothing about that job or too tough. So, I want to kind of be educated. That's kind of why I brought her to the show. Mm-hmm. Artist management is like, of course, you're kind of managing an artist's career in terms of it could be anything from like emails, booking studio, getting features, video shoots, speaking to stylists, speaking to Emmy Waves. It's kind of like that in your day go to person, you know, business meetings, business conversations. Like more time musicians need to just be the kind of creative and managers kind of handle everything else. Um, of course, some 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 roles are harder than others, and some artists are harder to work with than others. But yeah, that's kind of that's kind of it in a in a nutshell, really. So um, what so what artists do you manage? So I manage someone called Shauna Shade, and I manage another artist called Jade Silvio as well. So those are my two at the moment. So you basically have to. I don't, I don't. I was about to say be their assistant, but you basically have to do everything for them for two artists. Mm. And that's what two female artists as well. Two female artists, yeah. It's, <laughs> it's not easy, man. But it's, I've been doing it for a long time now, so it's not. Well, when did you start? Like four years ago now. Where did you get into it? I just kind of fell into it, really. Always liked music. Um, learned how to like engineer and mix first. Okay, that's so you are like a producer first? More engineer and, oh, okay. and mixing first. That's how I learned how to do that first before I went into artist management. Um, and the management thing just kind of fell into it really. It was just come across artists that were good and just kind of helped them out, get them studio sessions, mix their stuff, get them, you know, um, get them music distributed or radio, all those things there. So it was kind of just doing like a management job anyway. So it kind of just happened. So, so anyway, it's kind of like just plugging. To, to, to dumb it down a little bit, like, yeah, in a way. It, it can because, but not all managers have like plug-in contacts, though, in it. So mm. it's not always to be under plug-in, but it's just more helping, or maybe even help like pitch, like maybe like a station like this. Someone might email you, artist manager might email you, and be like, "Hey, my artist has got a new record. It's the only chance you can spin it and stuff." So it's more like pitch sometimes, so rather than plug-in. Plug-in, I feel like, is when you actually know radio stations okay, and you get yeah. them put on. Do you get me? But yeah, so it's kind of like managing their day-to-day, um, really. Some managers go above and beyond. Some just do the basic of just maybe emails here and there, but you know. So what's the difference between an agent and a manager? A booking agent? Yeah, I guess. Cause, Cause, oh, like, why I hear, oh, yeah, like, uh, speak to my agent, speak to my manager. I mean, in music terms, agent is normally a booking agent. So oh, okay. normally you might get signed to like an agency like um, like CAA or um, Primary Talent or Echo. There's like a lot of top like booking agents in the UK um, that do their thing. And normally like you get signed to them and then they will like, handle all your bookings and they'll take like a commission of normally like 10%. So when you see like these big world tours like Storms' tour for example, that'll be his booking agent that would have sorted all of that stuff out. Or you see Dave and all those things, like they're represented by the same booking agent as well. So their booking agent will be the ones that will be in charge of sorting out all of their shows. In different. So when you see like Dave doing like European tours or Storms doing new world tours, 
That's all on the book anyway. Yeah, that's, that's not done by them personally. That's done by them booking anyway. Right, so if your eyes was to like go on a tour or like do those kind of big gigs, like, so what would your role in that movement be? Um, obviously, the booking agent is there to sort out the more locations and um, making sure timing's right. So they'll do like normally they'll set like a route for each show. So let's say you had, even if you're doing it UK wise, you might do like a five day tour in like Manchester, Birmingham. You know, leads and an end in London. So it'll be their role to kind of structure it where you kind of go out and you work your way back into London. Normally, if you're from London, you normally do your hometown last. Yeah, sure. But your manager's still there to like maybe sort out like accommodation for you for for each city. So if you're doing one city a day, your manager might be the person who sorts out the whole accommodation. But then you might have a tour manager who's job is to sort out transport so it depends how big your team is really yeah. you know it, it can get to having a booking agent having tour managers then you you know as i said depending on how big you are you might have dancers you might have instrumentalists you might have all of these things as well if you're not as big you might only have a dj do you know what i mean like some people only go on tour with just a dj or a couple of djs and one hat man do you know what i mean <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You know, facts. It's not a bad thing. You know what I'm saying? You just you just you got cut cast. Yeah, like you don't, yeah. you don't need a big massive band and mm -hmm. all of these things. If you're like and more time with rappers, you don't really get like live bands and stuff. It's more of like singers and people who like performing live and stuff. But more time, if it's more rappers, they don't always do the live band stuff. So, well, so what, Rachel, what do you have a manager as well? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> What's that be like with you? Like from the art perspective, what's it like having a manager and working with them? So my manager, they kind of, we do like conferences every week and they kind of just call me and even like tell me what to do or shout at me if I'm doing something wrong or strategically planning and stuff like that. Things for the future, updates. Wait, you so know, basically what I was saying. Wait, so who finds you? Does the artist go looking for the manager or does the manager go looking for the artist? Oh, it's both. Mm. It's both. Or people can find you or introduce you. Mm. So why aren't you guys working together? Like why aren't you guys each other's manager and artist? Because we have already clients. Oh, oh you were already established before. <laughs> okay, okay. Already thought... our team is beforehand. Yeah. <laughs> no, but you know what is yeah, with like um <laughs> with like yeah, it's, it's definitely both ways and sometimes you can get recommended like like lawyers is, is people who always recommend yeah like, that's what my lawyer done that for me they have like relationships with artists as well as managers so sometimes like your lawyer is like your middle person between both parties so they may come to me and be like hey man look, look check out this artist she's sick or he's sick here's a link what do you think and then he would do the same on the artist side and be like hey man got this manager this is who looks after this is what he's done this is who he's connected to this is you know check him out or her and sometimes ends meet, sometimes end don't meet. So sometimes it's it's a mutual thing. Sometimes it's one way. Sometimes the manager might just be like, yo, I've got to reach out to you and see what's going on. Or sometimes the artist might reach out to a manager and be like, hey, you, you know, have you got any more space in your roster? This is what I'm doing, this is my plan, etc. Cetera, et cetera. So it can go kind of both ways, really. What do you give yourself a limit of? How, is there a limit on how many like artists you can have or clients that you can have? Or do you, or you just open For a manager, I just feel like you, you, you want to have you don't want to have in too much where you start, you can't dedicate as much time to everyone. Unless you've got a team, of course. If you've got a team, like you've got a management company and you've got people in your team, or maybe three or four, then you can 
course you can widen your roster but if you're one person i would kind of always say maybe more than two three is 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 the limit right, really. but one question but as a manager like do you have a manager <laughs> um, that's not a dumb question. No, it's not. It's a good, it's a good question, actually. I, I have a, I have, I have, I have a co-manager. I have an assistant, firstly, who helps me with like all my admin stuff. But then I have a manager who deals with more the kind of corporate side and more business side for me. So when you, like big conversations come into play, like he's someone who will deal with it. So I kind of semi have got one, but not really music related. It's just more bigger conversations and more okay. collaborations. So is it just artists you could be a manager for or like would you take in like a producer or a DJ? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, <don't> <laughs> I like that one. <laughs> oh that's funny, that's good. It's good to be like that. I like the one. No, I used to look after producer. It's good to be like that. Um, yeah, it's good. I like that. It's impressive. Um, I, I used to look after a producer um, as well who just, we only parted ways because he just went into a different kind of Field. He still produces here and there, but he went into more his own, more personal stuff. But um, DJs as well, yeah, of course. But I just feel like it just got to make sense at the same time, you know, and how we can both work and help each other as well, you know. Where can can I bring you custom? Can I bring you shows and all of these things? Whereas, you know, can you bring me though for getting you these shows as well? <laughs> you know, it's, it's 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 a business at the end of the day. Let's never forget that. Um, as much as it's fun and people you know, we love music, you probably love DJing, you know, you probably don't even see it as a job, yeah, but facts. it's still a business at the end of the day. And, you know, if you wanted to do this full time, as I'm sure you probably would down the line, maybe you'd want to do it now. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a business and those things, you still need to live in it, you still need to pay bills, you still yeah. need to, to get to these places as well, do you know what I mean? Um, so yeah, I think the DJ, route is 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 good you just gotta you just gotta kind of be everywhere in it yeah facts kind of build up your kind of your cv where you know you've oh, yeah man, I've, I've, I've performed that you know rachel's party or <laughs> these things help of course no, because, no, no. when you're selecting djs the first thing people more time ask is who have you dj for yeah sure do you know what i mean and that that goes a long way like for my event i used a guy called courtney rebel that's my guy but He's like one of Steph's main main DJs, so he's really Steph. Well, isn't that Steph London? Yeah. So he's. We're just name dropping like that. Yeah, yeah. So he's one of her main. He's this is Nan Smith, you know. Oh, like, <laughs> I'm learning here. Yeah, yeah. So but I'm, <laughs> just, I'm, just saying, like, I'm just saying, like, just CV wise, it's good in it. You know, when people are looking, they're obviously gonna okay, who have you DJ for? Obviously, of course, your DJ skills matter as well. But yeah. when you have DJ for, you know people who are credible then it's like okay yeah, I've got to take this guy in or her what's her rate incredible enough sorry what's her rate rate incredible of course she's credible of course that's what I say some, some, mm. some, someone like Rachel if you have more people as well then your CV is going to continue to grow do you, do you get what I mean even really like when cool. you try and get a job if you was trying to go for someone that represent you could this, that's on your CV like mm. oh, I've DJed for you know I've DJed for him I've DJed for her I've DJed for them I've done all that stuff there. Like, do you put out mixes on SoundCloud? Do you do stuff like that? Yeah. Do you, are you generating like views? Are you generating followers? All of these things. I'm slowly getting there, innit? Check out my SoundCloud at DJ Ty Gibbs. Come on. So it's doing good, yeah? Yeah, it's doing alright. Still going. <laughs>
So he's someone who's like smashed the DJ scene, like he's one of the heavyweights in the scene and these men are always putting mixes out. So these things help, of course they do. Definitely. So when artists go on um, tours and that, mm. is that under the label as well? More time, no. More time the label has nothing to do with the tour side. The tour side is where musicians make the majority of their money. Unless you're in some messed up record deal where the label's got a part of that which does happen, which is called a 360 deal. More time, the label doesn't get a part of, of that. You normally just, it's you, your, your management and your booking agent that normally get a cut off of that pie. That's where artists make the most of the money. What were the tours then? Mm. Most artists don't make money streaming wise, sell wise, if you're signed, unless you're doing crazy numbers. Big up, right? Like people in the UK, yeah. people in the UK, Dave, AJ Tracy, who are indie, you know, absolutely smashing it. So yeah, you can, but yeah, towards towards the way is that. So going back to you, Rachel. Mm -hmm. So what work, like, so what performances have you done? So we're talking about tours and that. What performances have I done? Yeah. Um, everywhere, everything. London, Ibiza, Amsterdam, awesome. Europe. I've pretty much done Europe. I've performed in America once. So, how did, wait, so, so I've done like, my American, I've started my American tour. It's usually done by like sections of the world. Okay, so, Europe, um, North America, everything like that. And that was, wait, so with the American, like, American that was 50 whole states, like... Yeah, so they split it up. Don't, they split it up. Well, like East Coast, West Coast, South? No, it's more like North America. They do it some way. I don't know, I haven't done it yet. Okay. I've just done, I've just done New York. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> right, then what? Do you have a booking agent as well? Like, so at like. the time, when I was doing my Europe stuff, that was my, my booking agent. She sorted that all out for me. So I'm just trying to understand like, how this all works, isn't it? Like, so you get an agent, so basically I've done a show and then it sold out really quickly and then they didn't expect that but we've done it ourselves, I've done it with Live Nation and then I think like some agents heard about it, they came to the show and then that's how I got my agent from that show, that sold out and then from there I picked one of the agents and then from there that's how I ended up doing it. Oh cool, wait, so I thought I should have asked this question earlier, so how did you start, how did you get into the industry? Uh, SoundCloud I think. You didn't so know I put on SoundCloud and then after it's just got a few thousand listens. A few thousand listens? Yeah, but this was the time when no one was on SoundCloud, so it was kind of lit them days. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, so now what? what SoundCloud is overrated? I think it's very saturated and I just feel like SoundCloud didn't reach out to their artists to like boost them. Like how Spotify, when you're doing stuff, Spotify reach out to you. Oh, is it? Yeah, like... YouTube, they do you know what I mean, they speak to the artists. SoundCloud have no connection with the artists, the people that are doing well for the platform. And it didn't elevate, they didn't move forward. Everyone's changing, Spotify's changing, everyone's changing. I don't know, I think SoundCloud, I don't know. I don't know. What, so what, you first, <laughs> wait, so what, do you remember the first song that you dropped? Yeah. So I've done two songs, they were like one minute long, they were interludes. And then I've done a half a song. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they're not on half a song before you, and it's out now. It's still out. It's one of my favorite songs. But it's like the first song that I've done. Do artists really have like like their favorite songs of their own music? Kind of. It always changes. Do you listen to your own music? Yeah. 
Do you get tired of hearing your own voice? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> no, like, as long as my mind like, listen back to the show, and I was just like, I'd, I'd be cringing when I hear this back. Yeah, but after a while, you'll be past it. I have to listen to my song thousands of times if I'm going to do a show, shows. Like, I've done a UK tour, we had to rehearse for like a week, so you hear the same songs every day for six hours. Yeah, I don't feel like feeling on that. So, you, you get used to your own voice, you get past it. So, from the SoundCloud era, like, like your SoundCloud era, like, you put out a couple of tracks and mm-hmm. they blew. Oh, they got a few listens, yeah. Okay. And then, so where did, like, so what was, so where did it go from there? And then I, I went to America for a while. How did, you, how did you end up from SoundCloud to America? I just what? needed a break, and I just came back, and on the first day, I just needed a break to just... Oh, so you went on, like, a holiday music. to America? Yeah, I was there for, like, three months. And I said, okay, when I come back, I'm going to put out a proper EP. Oh. And then I put out Blue Moon. And then from Blue Moon, that's when I went Colours. And then from Colours, that's when I just went on tour. <laughs> okay, so oh, do you see how like she tries to quickly go through all of this? Like, it's it, laughing, it's you longer know? than it was, but yeah, from colours that's when I just went on tour in Europe and that's how I started making money and then I quit my job. What did you like was you ever like performing in places like hoping to get scouted or anything like that? Was it ever, no, ever a thing? My or? first performance was with Life Nation. I wasn't performing in places to hope to get scouted. Wow. <laughs> I wasn't open to it. I just wasn't open to it. Wait, so now would you go to like these kind of like small little pubs? Or like open mics and then like hope to like, you know, find an artist that you go there. Yeah, you know what, I used to I used to go to them quite often actually. I'm not gonna lie. I used to go to them quite often in terms of trying to not even just always like finding new talent. Sometimes it's just you wanna to go to these places so you can listen to new talent. So it's not always about well, going to see if you can find them to take them on. Sometimes you just wanna just discover new music, you know, mm. and when you're on music long I'm sure these things don't bother you to go and go to open my night or you know a little mini showcase and yeah so I, I didn't mind it i would still do it if it was still going on yeah and when it resumes i'll, I'll be back because obviously like, a lot of people like want to be scouted want to be hired and obviously like, you know how like times have changed so back in the day like you'd show up at the record label or like you would know like you would give out your cd or something hoping to get signed with this that and that yeah. but like now it's just like you kind of just put out your song and hope that it kind of blows on the neck or like just hope like that, that the right person hears it. Mm. Well, you, you've got a, you know, the chances of just putting it out and it magically going is, is slim. You've got to yeah. still increase your chances of making it get discovered. You know, we were talking about earlier with the whole market and stuff and trying to get it to as many ears and eyes as possible. Um, because yeah, you just put out music and you don't do anything with it, you don't promote it. It's just, it's so not so what advice do you give just, to those like to promote music? Like how? To anyone that's listening out there, like, what what recommendations do you give to help them become like a Rachel Fox and, a, and be off a bump? Marketing, of course, that you have to spend money. Like, you can't just like spend money on the record, the video, and all those things. Like, I, I see my analysis is twenty percent music and eighty percent promotion. Like, you have to the promotion part is the most important part of it. You know, you have to get it to as much people as you possibly can. It's no good. In what ways? As in, getting it outside of your immediate circle. Like, if you've only got a thousand followers or something, and only mm. two hundred are active one day, you can't just think, okay, yeah, cool. I've, I've, my two hundred people who have watched my video. Mm. I'm, I'm good. Like, it needs to be the people that don't follow you. You know. So, as I said, good things like Facebook ads or Insta ads, Snap, TikTok's now starting advertisement mm. as well. Gonna just trying it at the moment. Um, yeah, man, those things there, you know, blog pages, influencers, just, just so many different places you can 
use and tools you can use to get it out there. Like, even your favorite artists are still doing marketing. So all these Drake's and all that, their label's still putting money into them. So if they're as big as they are, they are still doing marketing. You have to adopt the same model. So what's it like, like, Rage went away, like, when you drop a song and it's not doing the numbers that you was expecting or it didn't go the way how you expected? Same with you, like, or like, when, like, your artist has dropped a song and it's not going the way you expected straight away, like, what do you guys do to help push that or go about that? If it's not doing the numbers you expected? Yeah. I don't ever expect numbers, so I, I, I'm... Can't answer that. I'm the kind of thing. I'm the kind of people like I don't even feel like I've got fans. Like, I see the numbers. I see thousands of people listen to, it, but I don't. Feel, I don't know. It's very weird. Well, okay, so like each track that you drop, like you always push it like it's the first. In a way. No, I don't. You know, so I feel like I've gotten lazy actually. Yeah, maybe I feel like I'm exposed and I'm not and that I'm wanting to right there. <laughs> No, I feel like I've gotten lazy. I just post it and then just hope for the best if people listen to it. I don't care if I get five listens. No, if I get five listens, that means five people listen to my song. Some people make songs and zero people are listening. Yeah, true, but like, don't you think like, well, when you see that five listens, oh no, man, like, I need to get this, I need to get this high. I guess so, but if you live like that, you're going to be depressed and you will, yeah, you're going to be depressed. I can't live like that. I've got other things going on. Um, what other things do you have going on? In life, life. Oh, okay, like, general But these things do happen, though, of course. It, these are distractions on the, for the music sometimes. Wait, so what's it like for you guys now that, like, like how has this whole like, pandemic like, affected you guys? I was really sad, actually. <laughs> I was talking about like in the business terms, didn't I? Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, no, I just, I didn't know what I was doing for five seconds. But then after one month, I was alright. I just started recording at home, so it was good. Okay, well, I good. just took more time because I wasn't in the middle of a campaign. I feel like if I was in the middle of a campaign, I would have had a meltdown. Mm. But because I wasn't and I just done my distribution deal, I was still kind of waiting to like finish all my music anyway. So mm. I just had to finish music really. So it wasn't that depressing for me, no. Okay, what for you now? Yeah, yeah, it was kind of same sort of thing. We were still in kind of development mode anyway, mm. so we it wasn't that bad. It was just kind of just bought us time as a kind of same thing as what Rachel said with the whole. If you was like in the mid campaign, it would have been very stressful, which some people were. So for us, it wasn't. It just kind of bought us time, really, to just get even more music together, more time to plan and and all that stuff. So yeah, it wasn't really that bad for us to be honest. Right, cool. So to round up, so like, what do you guys have planned for the next upcoming months? I know. Yeah. So I'm just on, on, in a, in the, on the verge of uh, launching this digital marketing agency. Hopefully, in the next month, actually. So we'll be covering stuff like you not know, press and what I was talking about earlier with the whole ad stuff, um, social media branding, and all those things as well, which I feel like a lot of people lack. As well, so we have like in house people who specialize in that field, it will be like consultants for us doing that. Um, yeah, one of my other artists is gonna be launching soon, hopefully, in a couple of months. And then, yeah, you want to say like the name of the artist or like what they're gonna be dropping, or is that like stay tuned kind of thing? It's a stay tuned thing, okay? So basically, until the time comes to then bring them back on the show, so then I can know more about it. That's well, I, I can reveal one side of it. So the artist, the other artist that I managed, she's not really selling music yet, but she's on Dino's record. That's what? Yeah, so she's on Dino's So, 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 call her with her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bad mode. Yeah, so she's on Dino's project. You're the sneak peeks right there. Mm. Just got an exclusive. Mm. 